Year. Year. What's goody? Not much. What's going on? Early in well, the morning when I break the news. Early in the morning. What? Early in the morning. It's my joint, man. You're such a cold. He's such a huh? Cody groupie. I love him. Goddamn right I am. Shout out to my brother Cody. Wow, Blue. that song was fire, man. OD. You know when you see so Cody what's... come out with that little that little towel, you know it's lit. You know it's like an event. Exactly. So, you know it's about to be a whole fucking performance. Oh head get wiped off, you know them lyrics about to be sliding off too. <laughs> now you know what it is? Coney Coney literally reminds me of Buster. Yo, facts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you listen to Coney's tracks, like they have like that one vibe, they have like that vibe. Like he, you know, you getting bars and you getting energy, you're getting all that, right? But then when you see him perform, that that whole like touch it. Like vibe just comes completely the fuck out. You haven't been to a Coney show in a while though. You gotta really like marinate in in it. Like it's oh, yeah, I haven't I haven't been in a minute. Cause I yeah, mean it's, it, 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 it's it's hard, you know what I mean? Cause like most I th- I think believe I believe most of the shows are always on a weekend and I'm always working. Stop which working. is a good problem to have. You said stop working? Stop working so much. Uh, no. <laughs> you you going to pay my rent? Facts. True. So what up, y'all? Who y'all be? Oh, I'm just a regular old... Oh, it's me up there, right here. I'm just <laughs> Yo, regular old... <laughs> I'm just regular old DJ Sweat from the Bronx and shit like that. DJ Sweat the gentleman, you know what I mean? In the building with my peoples and my family. Yo, I just realized we got all three boroughs. See, it's Sir Monk's happening from Brooklyn over here. <laughs> Mr. Monk's giving. State of Monk. Happy Tuesday, guys. Happy Taco Tuesday. Word. I ain't getting no tacos today, but, you know, maybe I'll make it a Taco Wednesday. You never know. I did that. I did Taco Thursday, uh, like, two weeks ago. Ooh. Facts. Ooh, tacos. And who's this one over here? I'm Ivy. I'm a little sick, but I'm Ivy. Hi, guys. She's oh, like a little kid introducing herself in pre-K. <laughs> I'm Ivy. I swear to God, bro. So me and the muscle man worked the gig this weekend. It's quinceanera. Uh, and when I tell you, the moment it rained, it was my downfall because somebody wanted to have a debate about Trump. And then I got sick. Oh, boy. Oh, yo, did you see the shit that he said about um about um who is this that just passed? Um was it Colin Powell? About how he died. Wait, Trump said something about Colin Powell dying? Yeah. I mean, personally, I am I'm sad that he's dead, but I don't like that the the bylines in bold saying after taking COVID vaccine. They say that he died from COVID complications, not necessarily from COVID. COVID complications, why? But the fact that they like zeroed in on the COVID. Yeah, so he basically said, "Wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that hope that happens to me someday." He was a classic rhino, if even that. Also, always being the first to attack other Republicans, he made 
plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. Wow. That nigga, yeah, man. <laughs> that nigga. I seen this guy this weekend. I went to I went to the Brooklyn Museum and uh he had a orange face paint, had a you know, the wig and everything, dressing up as Trump, talking to kids and was like looking at a poster because they have a Barack Obama uh, portrait exhibit there right now. And um he was like, This is Barack Obama. He was a good president. <laughs> like, this is Barack Obama. He was a good president. And then there's another picture of Trump. He's like, This is Trump. He was a bad man. <laughs> he was like, explaining this to little kids, but I'm like, when I saw the when I saw his face, you know, his demeanor and everything, I'm like, oh, don't tell me he's like for Trump. And then I heard him say that. Why that's for Trump to talk shit about Trump? No, 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 I didn't know what he was gonna say. That's the thing, you know, you, your first appearance, he's wearing a Trump outfit, you know, basically orange face, all that. I didn't know if he was for or against. And I heard him say Trump is a bad man. I'm because I knew the Obama, I mean, I knew the, the Barack exhibit was inside. So I was like, why would you be out here doing this? I'm like, only if you're trying to be on some clown shit. But, you know, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, bro. <laughs> I was like, I, I can agree to your statement. To was, anyone, was anyone Biden like? Nah, it was just Trump guy. I don't even know who's doing it, to be honest. Like, it was, it was weird. You see a whole bunch of regular, normal people, and then you see this guy dressed up as Trump. All right, you do you, bro. All right, guys. Weekend vibes. How's the rest of your weekends? Oh, what did I do this weekend? Actually, I never oh, remember what I did. Didn't you perform? You had a well, DJ. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Friday night was actually a friend of mine. Uh, it was her birthday. Um, I actually. Oh, so Friday I made my debut. Uh, uh, at Magic Hour, uh, on, it's on top of the uh, Roxy Hotel, Rock, Mo Moxie, sure. Moxie Hotel. Wait, were you Magic Sweat? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, I like that name, Magic Sweat. That's cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was a dope set. Um, it's my first time there. It was like real, like it was real adult, like until like later on in the evening. Then more like the more like the youth, the youth came out. But my set was done by then, so I was able to dip. And then were I had it over. Huh? Were you hitting on the youth? Hell no. Okay. I was too damn. I was too damn focused on um just doing a good set because it's my first time there. You know what I mean? But I will say that that picture that I just recently posted, um, that that bathroom selfie. Oh, the very, one where you look like Mr. Pex. <laughs> I'm very proud of that damn picture. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I've been looking at that picture all weekend, like. That, that I'm very proud of the work I've been doing in the gym. Well, do you know what picture he's talking about? Yep. <laughs> See, that picture, I'm like, all right. I was like, is this an old photo? I'm like, nah, this has to be like recent. Nah, but yeah. Right, that, got, well, man, just, that's know, Friday know. night, baby. But um, but then, yeah, so then after that, I bounced over to Tao um, uh, to celebrate uh, with my homegirl um, for her birthday. Saturday, um, I was supposed to meet. Was that Saturday or Sunday? No, it was supposed to meet up with you on Sunday, right, bro? Uh, now you making me forget. I think it was Saturday. We up. Or was it Sunday? No, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. But I had Sunday. to. I was. I was like. I was helping um my brother out with some stuff, and then I got sick. Oddly enough, um, but Saturday was my regular set at Tao, and yeah, that was pretty much it. That was my yeah. Oh wait, so since he mentioned it, right? Since the man mentioned it, let's just start. <laughs> Get this out of the way. 
Yo, swear, where you come from? <laughs> like that, bro. Tom, don't be pulling me up like that. God damn. <laughs> so sweat meets sweat. <laughs> First of all, char- charge your phone. <laughs> Why is it on 16%? Um, well, it's, a, it's a screenshot. I'm on my computer, technically. Oh, uh, okay, got you. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, this. I, I feel. I feel bad. You. You just blocking all the monk's face. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Um. Yeah. That's. That's just the work that I've been doing in the gym, man. Yeah. She said I gotta pop oh, myself all the way over here and be like, here. <laughs> wait. Wait. There you go. Yo. All right. Take that. I feel so bad. Take it. That's my body time. That's my bodyguard. That's my bodyguard right there. <laughs> No, that's actually uh-huh. funny. That would be me too. But like, excuse me, not that. What'd you say to him? No, you gotta go out of his way now. Please move out of his way. That was mad funny. That is results, guys. So if you want to book DJ Sweat the Jet as your personal trainer, follow him at DJ Sweat the Jet. He'll <laughs> either make you sweat musically or physically. Hey. All right now. <laughs> what you advertising, Katie? <laughs> yeah, she knew what she was so doing. She said that. I mean, yeah. listen, listen, I was trying. Oh shit! Oh shit! He here. Oh man! Um, oh, I'm gonna watch the Christmas tree up for a second. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, damn, bro, you just skipped Halloween and Thanksgiving, went straight to Christmas. Say, <laughs> so, yo, it got cold outside. I threw the Christmas tree up. <laughs> What you already snacking on, brother? Yeah. Mike and Ike's. Mike with the Mike and Ike's. He's on brand, ladies and gentlemen. He is on brand. This is low-key fire. What's good, though? What's good with y'all? Who who might you be, sir? What's going on, everybody? It's Michael Bossa, a.k.a. Hill Classic, a.k.a. The Grandma Jerk, a.k.a. Your bitch favorite nigga. Whoa! Oh, oh this man came spicy. Then goes spicy. yo, babe. <laughs> yo, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> yo, bitch, baby, nigga. Hey, babe. <laughs> yo, my nah, so it's actually guy. funny. I was supposed to do. I was supposed to do a, a YouTube video with a friend of mine. Um, shout out to Terry. Um, we were supposed to do the candy challenge. Mm-hmm. Where it's like we blindfold each other and then we gotta figure out what, what candy um we're giving this shit. I I realized trying to do that challenge is very hard to like try to trick somebody because like candy has like a certain shape. Mm-hmm. And like if you eat candy, like the moment you like you right, know, you'll know. You know right away. So I was just like, damn, this shit gonna be hard. But I think I had I think speaking I of, speaking ones. of which, am I doing the chip challenge next week? Oh, Hell God. yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. Hell to the motherfucking year. So guys, let our five viewers say, if you want Mikey to do the chip challenge, put a flame in the comments. I'm going to do the Packy One Chip Challenge next week. Right here live on Welcome to the Rosen. And he's going to be here for two hours. Messed up. Y'all been enough time to cool now. Yo, Mikey, what's your opinion on this? What's my what? Your pain tolerance when it comes to like hot foods and stuff. Spicy. Yeah, I love spicy food. The, the spicier the better, bro. So when it gets hot, like when it gets to a certain level, I'm good. Like I've had like when I was looking up 
like what was all in the chip and everything and like it's like level on the scoville or whatever i've eaten stuff hotter i've eaten stuff very very hotter than that so it, it'll probably hit me like at at first like immediately and i'll probably like whoa but then probably after like like five minutes i'll probably be good Probably snot and all that shit running out my nose, but I'll be yeah. Out. You're just gonna be sniffling all. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fucked up. I know I already know I'm gonna be fucked up because they have they have another like a bag of chips that I had bought when I had actually bought that one chip. Um, that um I had took a bite. We go. I had took a bite of the chip or whatever that was at the crib, and I was like, Nah, I ain't gonna be able to do this shit. Nah, this shit too hot. This shit too hot. And then like maybe like an hour later, I was like. You know what? That shit wasn't that bad. And I dogged them. I'm telling you, I dogged that whole bag. I sat and just dogged that whole bag of chips. Nice. So, yeah, it was. It, it, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm ready to try it. Yo, ready no bullshit. My, my mom's was like the was like the queen of like spicy food. Yeah. Cause she uh, so she had cancer, so she lost her taste buds. So the only right. food that like she would like enjoy is like super spicy. Spicy. Food. Yeah. Bro, like I remember trying some shit she had one time. I don't remember what it was. But yo, I I couldn't taste nothing for like a good like two hours. Damn, shit was like yeah. that, bro. It was so bad. Like I was like, yo, how the fuck? Oh, like, fine. No, was god damn. Like yeah. this shit ain't this shit ain't reactivate these motherfuckers because that shit was spicy as shit. But I do, I you went, know, if I ever had a chance, if I ever had a chance, I would love to do a uh, hot ones. Yo, I would love to do hot ones. I, I would love, love to do show. hot ones. I would love to I do that. I, I went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings one time when they had like ghost pepper wings. And I never forget the um the waitress, she asked me, she was like, Yo, you sure you want these wings? And I'm like, Yeah. She was like, they're gonna be hot. I'm like, I know. And yo, she sat and watched me dog those ghost pepper wings. And they was they was they was blazing hip hop and R and B. I'm talking about hot. But I dogged them out. Dogged them out. Huh? Hotter than hot ninety seven. Yeah, it was hot. They was definitely on some hot ninety seven songs. They was hot, hot. She was like, "Yo, I can't believe you." Ate. It was like ten of them. She was like, "I can't believe you ate them." So they they was good. It was flavorful. Nah, that'd be facts, man. There was a spot in in Midtown. I, I I don't remember the name of it, but a friend took me there one time, and they literally had like a section where it was just like, um, these are like our hot things that the third hot. And that shit was hot. I was like, but I yeah. definitely wanted to try the hottest. Like, I wanted to try that the that's hottest me. motherfucker. I'm, I'm that dude. I'm that dude. I'm like, yo, when that's I go in a restaurant, fire, what's the hottest thing you have on your menu? Facts. I'm that dude. Yeah, I'm I that want dude. that. I want that shit. That's what I want. Yep. That's what I want to try. That's me. I definitely got uh, uh one of my exes. I got her eating spicy food. Like she put hot sauce and everything now because of me. She like no, so like awesome. when we when we were together, like whenever we would go out to eat or uh, even when we was in the house, like I always put hot sauce on shit. Like I always made my food spicy, and she was like, "Yo, I don't like I don't like hot sauce, I don't like hot shit, like da da da." But like now, she can't go nowhere and not have like some type of hot sauce on something. Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, you welcome." Oh, that's what we did. All right. Hell yeah! Why not? Inspiring the world to be spicy. <laughs> Yo, Mikey, you know, next week is not only the hot chip challenge. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. All right. What else is next week? Other than the homie episode. 
with Rogue. Because mm-hmm. Rogue gonna is gonna be fun. That yeah, that is gonna be a fun episode. I'm excited for that. It's also a fucking Scorpio birthday in this bitch. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, we, lit, we lit on Tuesday. So somebody. <laughs> I'm going to have the bottle together. You know what I mean? Oh, what you have? What you I'll have? Probably, I'll probably have honey. I'll probably have some honey. Right. Actually, low key, whatever is in this house, because this girl here has liquor everywhere so pretty much whatever i want <laughs> whatever the I, I, I gotta come to your house then <laughs> i might have i might have this she got this white henny scent over here i might Ooh. that might be what it is that might be what it is you gonna open her white henny bottle it's already open nigga. we already hit that like oh okay as long as yeah, you're not the one specifically opening it this, first the the reason why me and her are together is because of henny like are you kidding me like <laughs> that's what you do that's what we do. That's so, that's that's real love right there. Yeah, that's love for real, for real. They gonna throw their Tim's on and have some henny. And have some henny. I'm weak. <laughs> the butters real quick. You know what I'm saying? One time for one time. Facts. So what we got going on today? So we talked about how while you were gone, we were talking about how Trump said. He was glad that Colin Powell was celebrated in some shit or another by the fake media as prodigious West. <clears throat> yep. What you want me to read it back? Yeah, because Mikey, Mikey missed it. Really, real quick. Give me a quick one. Uh, basically, he said, uh, wonderful to see Co- uh, Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called mass weapons of mass destruction, be treated in depth so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, if that always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. Trump gave him like a backwards, backhanded compliment. Like, what oh, absolutely, that? absolutely. That shit was absolutely. wild. It was like, yeah, I absolutely. fuck with him, but I don't fuck with him. But I fuck with him. Like, that's, it's just like, yo, the wild. man just, the man just don't stop. He just don't stop. Like, if it, if it's one thing I I would give that man is that that motherfucker he he won't don't and he just don't give a fuck. Well, Trump was gonna do whatever he wanted to do to stay relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. he's been out of the, he's kind of been out of the public eye for a little bit. So anytime he get a chance to like jump in there and give his two cents into something, he's definitely gonna do it. Wasn't he trying to get the jury to to get him his Twitter back too, or something like that? Something yeah. like that. I remember reading that something like was. like he's trying to get that Twitter back. I don't know why, like, bro. Why right, this man is just such an instigator? That's all it is. That's yeah, his I mean, platform. Be that was again. his platform. That's that's where he, he is going to be running. He was the most comfortable sure. being himself. That's how he got his way. Where most people are, most people are comfortable being themselves. Their true authentic selves on Twitter. That's why he found his white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's plenty of uh, people that think like him and and act like him, and worship him on that platform, and that's probably why he's probably lost so many connections to fans and things like that that really believes his ideology that you know that's probably why he wants it back it'd be all right 
Yeah, maybe I. <laughs> like no one cares about what happens to him next. It's just, just funny to watch him <laughs> talk shit. Yeah, it is what it is when it comes to him. I didn't really press the bottom. I don't like to give him the energy by talking about him all the time either. So, you there, you there. No facts. Even by yeah, think Kanye is need to go to. Wow. Bro, Kanye, you see the face mask? It's not even just his hairstyle. You see the face mask he got? The nah, mask? So, so the mask didn't bother a green, me the haircut. He has a green and a, and a white one. Like a yeah, white the face mask. mask. The mask, the mask didn't bother me weird. as much as the haircut. When you do haircuts like that, that's a sign of like something wild. Like I know he's it's, he's trying to play it off his artistic expression or whatever, but when you start I mean, doing wild shit like that to your hair, like it's weird. It's weird. The mask nah, I wasn't so worried about because that's Kanye being Kanye. With that hair. He changed his name to Ye. Yeah, yeah, legally. Yeah, yeah. Ye. Hear ye, hear ye. He really changed his name to Ye. Mike. Yeah, he legally got a change. He really did. Yo, Mike. Take another screenshot like you just did with Sweat and post it up real quick. Hold right. on. Yeah, nah, she just, yeah she just my issue my with that is that he has two masks. One is green and one of them is a white. If a black, I mean, if a white person walk around with blackface and a mask like that of brown, you catching heat. But Kanye getting away with shit like that. A white mask. Ain't nobody saying it. And see how you say you're comfortable with you. I'm mean, not comfortable, but your eye with it. You're going to let it slide. Right, but, but, but I think, that, but that mask didn't look. Nah, he has no, two I guess colors. Right. He has I just, green I just don't and he has a white one. Right, like the but, white, you know the white baby crime face mask? That, that, that right. white, rubber one that but, everybody wears? Does that mask look realistic enough in human in, to mistake be mistaken for a human like in that aspect yeah. where it would be like yo he's trying to impersonate somebody or, or or whatever like I it looked like an alien mask to me ain't even so much that but the concept of the color is what I'm talking about like I'm dead as any white person walk around with a mask that's brown on it does not what matter if it look alien like anything they're gonna catch heat for it. They're gonna get damn near burnt. Like Carmella with the mask she has on now. Mm. I don't. I I think I think. If nah, you can't talk about Melo and all those, I think those, those face masks because that's for protective. Uh, that's. No, a, I think when people. Protective. I think when people go that far with the mask thing, like when they're talking about oh, if you, because if you wear something brown or whatever on your face, then that's black. That I think that's extreme. I think if you're, if you're purposely trying to impersonate someone of color by wearing a mask that's brown. That can come off as it being like you're, you're either mi mo mocking or mimicking or making fun of someone of color. Then yeah, but to wear no, a brown, that like if that mask, Kanye not if, normal anymore. <laughs> right, but if if somebody well, wore it's that it's same mask, boy. you think if you think if a white person wore that same mask and it was brown, it, it would it would be received like like as if it was racist. It it would have caught notice immediately. If you catch a Caucasian wearing a mask like that, it's going to catch notice immediately. But know, Kanye being Kanye, I'm not calling that any gay either. He ain't getting my respect. I ain't calling him yet. Whatever the hell you want to switch his name to, I know you as Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you wouldn't call you wouldn't call Diddy Brother Love? You're not going to call him Love? You're not going to call him no. the Love Era? <laughs> what love are you giving me for me to call you that? I know you're not giving me no, no money, so there ain't no love. love. Exactly. <laughs> Ain't no love. That love, love. That love, love. Mm. 
I mean, shit, niggas used to call him Puff Daddy, so. That's a fact. That's I even worse, low-key. Imagine <laughs> thinking about that it. shit. You ain't getting called that. Call Sean, Sean Puffy Cone. Yo, straight, you know, you know, so it was actually funny when I first when I first started DJing, I was like that. I was going to be DJ Sweat. Somebody was like, yo, I'm, I'm not calling another man Sweat. And I was like, I was like, yo, all right, well, who, who's the um, who's the owner of uh, Bad Boy Records? Like, who who created Don't Stop, uh, Can't Stop, Won't Stop? Oh, he was like, Puff. I was like, I was like but what was his name? Like, his name Puff Daddy. I was like, you called him Puff Daddy, right? You can call right. me DJ Sweat. The fuck? Like, it, it, it still works. That's just okay. extra, though, because I don't see nothing wrong with Sweat. Like, so, like that's just niggas being extra. <laughs> yeah, somebody mine in the gutter. That's what it is. That's like the glizzy shit. Like I never got why. Like, for real, that's you. I can't even enjoy a hot dog. I was like, yeah, that niggas really, that niggas really took that shit to a whole other level. Talk about, oh, hey, yo, you eating glizzy? Like, nigga, it's a hot dog, bro. You you ate that shit as a kid, bro. You like niggas, niggas didn't have a problem eating hot dogs until they niggas had problems with them eating hot dogs, like. Bro, I'm gonna fucking just, <laughs> I'm gonna demolish this hot dog, bro. Like, are you kidding me? Max, you like all summer? I was like, if I get a glizzy, let me you get a say, glizzy. You can son. say whatever the fuck you want about me, nigga. I'm gonna fuck this hot dog up. Like, facts, yo. Okay, that's just like bothering me. And what you gonna you, do about it? You gay for looking at me putting that shit in my mouth, nigga? Facts. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That that that's the that's the issue right there. Like, that's the problem. Why you watching? Why you watching? How? Yeah, like why you grilling me right now? Like, right, nigga. Go get your own. What's so going you on in you your mind? Right. <laughs> ah, nigga, you gay. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you gay. <laughs> Yo, it's like when you guys, like when guys talk about eating ass and tossing a salad. Why would you call it that? Yo, do y'all hey, niggas eat First ass? off, do y'all, y'all that's all man, I do for work. I toss salads all damn day. Ew. I know Ew, monk, what? monk cooks, though. Do y'all yep. niggas, but do y'all niggas eat asses, man? Do y'all niggas eat ass? <laughs> I have. If it's you my girl, yeah. No, but I mean, like, like, so if you if you were the chick or whatever, and that's like yo yo shorty shorty, and that's what she wanted, yeah. you doing that? Yeah. Hell yeah. Monk, we taking the shower right beforehand, and then we get Facts. down to that. Facts. Yeah. Like, okay. I ain't going. To, I ain't going to nail after a long ass. No, day. I'm not saying on. on <laughs> Yo, sweaty, sweaty ass in your face. But like, I've I've found now <laughs> that more dudes do that than not. Like, and I was very surprised at that because that's not my thing. It's not my thing at all. Egg I've done it. I've done it, but it, it's not my thing. Eggs and it's not like my go-to, but if it happens, like it's in the moment or whatever, I, I right. Have to yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I'm it also, not like it also depends on like, the person too, though. Like, go attack the booth. Right, right. No, of yeah. course, of course, of course. It depends on it depends on the person. It depends on the, it dep- yeah. It depends on like the vibe I got with one another. Like, but definitely if like that's if that's my girl, that's my wife. You like, yeah, sure. They turn that shit down. Hell uh, yeah. So that's <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Then this um yeah. um uh, that picture that um made the stallion and um what's his name just posted and party yeah, yeah 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 where the drink was like in her ass and he was drinking the drink out of her ass. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. fucking goals right there, son. Hey. What? Your sweat. Let me ask you a question. Low key, I could do that. I could do. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, that ain't oh, nothing but drinking some juice. What's up? That I'm okay with. I feel like Katie. But like, go all the way question. in this shit. Like, oh, <laughs> see what happens, Katie. See, look, <laughs> she about to ask you some crazy ass Katie question. I already know. Yo, yeah, she about to hit Katie, you, Katie, you eat ass? 
No, hell no. That's a that's a that's a no. That's a Roger. Nah, nah, nah. Now you said nah, nah, zero percent. Nah, nah. Katie yeah. said zero percent. Zero percent chance. <laughs> Exit only. All right, so, so wait, nigga, Katie, before you ask me so my question, your nigga said he that yo that's that he gotta have that to get off. That's not happening. Not at all. Damn. So oh, like, man, if you, you like y'all go out, whatever, y'all have a good ass night, shit, shit, wild, wild romantic and shit, y'all lit as fuck. And then like, I got another one for you, Ben. What if it's like two years into the relationship or three years into the relationship, and he's like, "Yo, let's try something new." No. Katie said, "That's a definite no." She uh, said, "No, no, definitely no." Near my ass, I swear to God, I will never be able to kiss you again. That's like what. But like, it's like that oh, much space. Right, so you want right, like to let him do it to you, neither? You know the you, you know, know the coochie and the hole are only like two like no. two three inches apart, right? He get he get a piece of it regardless, <laughs> right? You know, he he regardless. Like if if, if this motherfucker put your legs up like this, like it's just right <laughs> there, like like this. <laughs> You need a mouse pierce, like you need something done. I will never. Bruh, bruh. If never. you drunk as I'm fuck, and, all right. So, all right, boom. If they, if 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 your man's is down there putting in that work, all on that shit, right? And you you you're lit, like yeah, you 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 drunk as fuck, you high shit. Shane, he down remember. there, he down there licking your <laughs> shit correctly, and he just so happened correctly, to go a little bit like, lower. For real, for real. You you are not flinching out of that shit, like you were going all the way with that shit, cause you ain't ain't um. I'm not going with that shit. Thank God he's not with that shit, but I'm not going with that shit. Ah. Uh... <laughs> we in full agreement, but a bitch one, the bitches want to know though. Do you do? What you do to the booty hole looking like this? Oh God! <laughs> no, that's sweat. <laughs> oh, sweat, bro. Sweat, bro. Look as fuck, bro. I didn't even know. I didn't even know sweat was like that. Yeah. Sweat, <laughs> sweat out here eating ass. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> sweat out here eating ass. Sweat ain't got no choice. <laughs> so they go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Niggas, just, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's just happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, and then they'll end up like, wait, but guys, and then they'll like it so much that they go crazy like this. This nigga has 50 cent on Morgan Freeman, bro. That's 50 That's Morgan. That's crazy. <laughs> 50 Morgan. That's wild. Where did you find that? <laughs> Yo, facts. What is that page? It says, "Oh, who did <laughs> that? Why is that so accurate, though?" That's funny as fuck. Man, that's wild, Katie. I thought you would. I thought you would at least let somebody do it to you. <laughs> I thought you photoshopped that. To be honest, real quick, I'm like, oh, I actually did. We found it in the meme. That's and that's like, crazy. Fuck it. But since Sweat won a goal looking like he 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 could be like a black chipping there. In a form of life. <laughs> In a form of life. How's, how's, way, how's the job how's the job on. going? How's the job going? At, uh, you at Blink, right? Yeah, it's um how's, it's cool. How's that going? How's that it's going? solid. I mean, right now I'm I'm not necessarily trained. I'm studying to be a trainer. Uh-huh. Um, but I do I just basically do front desk shit right now. But I mean this shit cool, like like when I have to do sweeps of the of the gym or whatever, like some people will like stop me and ask me for like like tips and something like that or like what they should do or like what they're trying to like focus on and shit. 
or like sometimes like when, especially like at night it'd be like mad dudes um on our on our bottom floor because that's where all of our like free weights and stuff is at mm-hmm. so like i like jump in the middle of their set and like do a couple of reps with them and shit it's always like, a think... big friendly motherfucker in the front desk too Huh? <laughs> Basically. Said, nah, you know what? I don't find that when I go to the gym. Oh, yeah, you know. Skinny nigga at the at the front desk. Oh, yeah. some small shrimpy nigga at the front desk. I'm like, that's the only place you could work here, bro. You can't work. No bro, the manager of my gym, the manager of the blink that I go to, bro, like as hell. I'm like, the hell? I'm like, all right. Unless I'm unless you're a nutritionist. I said, I know I, them skinny no, niggas. I know they be eating good though. That's how. I, that's why I don't really begin on because they 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 know how to eat. And then you got the three or four girls that be wandering around, like, (laughs) enjoy your workout. But the the girls be fit, too. They be fit, too. They be on point. Girls be on point. I find, I think at my my gym, well, it's me and this one dude, like, we're the the most, like, muscle muscle mass dudes. Oh, really? I don't don't really fuck with him, though. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's mainly, like, us two. Does he skip leg day? Nah, nah, he, well, he be on here. He be on here. Right. We can talk about that shit because I don't fuck with none of my niggas. None of my co <laughs> that way. So. Nah, so it's it's just it's him and it's another one that like I just don't fuck with because so mind you, like I just started there. Like I started there in September. So it's like I'm still new. And depending they like they kind of like tossed me in into the whole drain or whatever. So it's like like I got trained for the most part. I got I got let known like what my job requires and like shit that I have to do. But like nobody went into full detail, especially when it came to like maintenance and shit. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, like in my head, if like if you hired as a maintenance person, right, then your job is to you know clean the gym and shit like that. Like we help and whatnot. But also what happens is some of the front desk workers they they'll rather like go around cleaning the gym versus staying at the front desk. Right. So like. One night, one day when I was there, um, it's the it's the cleaning league, and then it's it's the dude, it's the barley dude that I was talking about, and they're going around the gym cleaning the entire gym. So there's no per, there's no reason for me to leave the front desk to go clean if y'all if y'all motherfuckers is cleaning. But apparently, right. you no, know, they was like that. I don't I don't help clean, and I just stay on my phone and I stay at the front desk. And I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers do all the cleaning. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Like it don't make no sense. But the shit is. It, they they did the day that I was there, and they speak Spanish, so they was they was they were saying it in Spanish, like yeah. yeah, and they were saying it behind me or like what I was around. And one of my other coworkers was like, "Yo, like I'm not trying to like cause no drama, or nothing like that." But they was talking shit about you, and so I was like, I went straight to my manager. I was like, "How should I handle this?" Because the what I really want to do, I personally can't do. Because one, can't do it, I'll right? get fired and I'll go to jail. But like, how the fuck should I handle this shit? <laughs> Huh? I'm gonna say, yo, we going to jail. No, because you know, you know what it is. It's, it's not that I'm I'm gonna initially want to fight, but I am gonna address it. Like, and the, the shit, right, is right, the, way right. that I'm, the way that I'm gonna address it is not gonna be friendly. It's gonna be like, yo, you got an issue with me? What's up? And 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 it's crazy that you say that, and why I asked that because I had a very similar problem um, today with a coworker where the one thing that I don't like, I don't, I don't like gossip. Like, that's one thing I don't like. I don't like people talking about people to me because then that means to me that you talk about me to other people. You know what I'm saying? So I had to tell one coworker like two days ago, I was like, yo, listen, with all that gossiping and shit you do, like don't do that around me because now, even though me and you was cool, I almost have a feeling that you be talking shit about me too. So I was like, keep that shit to yourself. But today, so this is one dude, he a little slow. 
You're a little slow, but that that was you know I, I kind of fuck with him, but I don't really fuck with him now. So he um he comes in whatever, and then usually when he comes in, he disappears. Like he'll disappear for like an hour, two hours, whatever, and then he'll be like, "Oh, I'm doing. I was doing this. I was doing that." I'm like, "All right, whatever." So today he comes in, he stays with me the whole time. Then about five o'clock, he goes, "Oh, I gotta go pull on a pallet," and I'm like, "Yo, nigga, you gonna pull on a pallet at five o'clock?" He's like, yeah, it's empty over there. I, I know it's not empty. I've been here all day. I know it's not empty. So I was like, yo, bro, it doesn't even make sense for you to pull the pallet down now. When this is probably the busiest time of the night. I was like, you either clean up or do this. So what it is is that because I'm in a new position, I'm in a new department, they think they can get over on me and just tell me whatever. Okay, but nigga, I'm, I, they don't call me Mr. Home Depot for nothing. You understand? Oh. Like I know how this shit goes. Like right, I do. Sure. I know what you know what I'm saying? So so I had told him, I said, yo nigga, real talk. I said, I'm not I'm not gonna clock how you fucking work, my nigga. But just keep it real and just say yo, I don't wanna work. Cause then I can work with that. I can just be like, all right, go about your business and let me do my own thing. But if you're gonna bullshit and try to bullshit me. And like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I, I, I haven't been working for the company for as long as I have. Then we're going to have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yo, bro, I talk, to, I, talk to, I talk to all of my coworkers the same way. I'm very disrespectful. I'm very disrespectful. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't like to play. The, I come to work, bro. I come to make a check. Like, I don't come to play around. Y'all niggas can do whatever the fuck y'all want to do. I'm going to let y'all do it. And I'm going to let y'all fall on your own sword. But y'all not gonna fuck up my my flow and my work because y'all y'all wanna do bullshit. Now he Thanks. pulled down the pallet and then left it there for an hour. Now if a customer came by and decided to say, "Yo, I want to fall today and get money from Home Depot," they could have done it and nobody would have been the wiser. And they could have fell, got the check from Home Depot, and 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 it would have been all his fault. But all his fault. And that's what I be trying to tell him. Just the same way he be harassing these girls. And I be telling him like, "Yo, I had I had to pull him to the side. I was like, "Yo, homie, like, listen." These girls is really uncomfortable. And I'm not gonna tell you not to do what you do, but my nigga, you gotta chill. And then in in that same sentence, that nigga was walking up to a girl trying to hug on her. So I was just like, oh, okay, that went in one ear at the other. So I know on that note, I'm gonna go that Talking way. Talking about employees or that way. Yeah, an employee, my nigga. And he was going up to another employee. I mean, on regardless, that but right. Yeah, I'm saying regardless. And of they the and they all still, they like, all just... feel like uncomfortable. And and like I say, he's he's not he's slow. So. He's not doing it to be in a sexual way, you know what I'm saying? But it's enough to be to make them feel uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? Make the women feel uncomfortable. And I said, yo, I'm not gonna say if yeah, I, I told I told Shorty when she had told me, I said, I'm not gonna tell nobody if you're not gonna tell nobody. That's not my job. I'm if you're not gonna go and tell nobody that this is what's going on, you feel uncomfortable. It's not for me to do. You you can only do what you can do. I'm not gonna be your the savior because you you feel uncomfortable telling somebody something. Like and if he makes you uncomfortable, then say that shit. Mike, so for that, why are you gonna get involved? No, no disrespect to the person, but why are you gonna get involved? If God forbid something goes left, it's your job. Also on that, but th but this man, you know what's crazy? And niggas have come up to there the are things with that. Though, like he's been all over the place. But like it's just it be your workers that fuck up your day, bro. For real, for real. It, you can it get involved workers, to a certain bro. extent, and, and you know it's in any job. You know you're you're you know you, you should you know, get I've involved told, to a certain I've, extent. If you could stop it, 
stop it, you know, you could prevent it. But right. if it gets I, to a, a circumstance that they're overreacting, doing something stupid crazy, right. that's when you bring right. it to management. You know, that's when you, right, you right, keep right. yourself out of it. But, you know, well, I, I don't know. I've told... Then Mikey's Mikey, I've so I, I don't know. What, what I've told me, people so. without, without being on some, like, yo, this nigga's over here doing this. But I've told people, like, yo, there's been complaints about a worker and people are uncomfortable to say shit. You know what I'm saying? So I have said that, but like, I was like, yo, it's not on me. I don't want to be the one to, to, to say, yo, this is what's going on because I know he doesn't mean it that way. And they know that, but it's like, yo, I'm not, I don't want him to yeah. be, uncle. I don't want, I don't want to, that that's not for me. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I see it with my own eyes, that's a different thing. I, I haven't witnessed it. It's just been hearsay for me. They've just come to me like, yo, he, you know, I don't really like when he come up with me and hug on me and, and he hugged me a little too long and, and this and that. And I just be like, well, that's why you're not even supposed to be touching anybody at work. Like I had a man, she made me uncomfortable. And like, you know, I said it in a joking manner to see how, where she stood with it. But right. it, it sounds crazy, but you know, the like a, a industrial vacuum that you have that could, you know, it could, you know, take water or whatever, any food or whatever you have laying around. Right, 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 right. She used to dead ass be like, yo, clean the lettuce wall. But she used to be like, hey, Nathaniel, go suck it. And I'm like, no, stop saying that. Like, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with you, a married woman, telling me to suck it. Like, with a vacuum, right. I'm like, yo. That's because she's not sucking it at that. home. Yeah, I was like, you need to not be doing that with me. I'm like, yo, I was like, I'm not. I was like, I told her, you know, and I was doing it jokingly just to see where she stood. And I was like, I felt uncomfortable with that. She was like, man up. I'm like, what? I was like, yo, let, let me tell you, woman up, and let me see how you react. You don't take that to corporate. You're going to take that to the extreme. Like, well, I feel like I've like, like, this story before. I probably said it to you before, like, well, off, offline, but, like, um, yeah, yeah she, she used to do such wild shit. She used to call everybody at work baby, and I'm like, your husband a control freak. Yeah, See, yeah, that as careful, like, yeah. the interview process. Like, I was like, yo, you trying to get us in trouble, because God forbid he find out about you calling us baby, now he coming to press us, and you brought a, a home-related man to, to, to work? Like, no, nah, I'm good off of that. Like, no, I'm telling him all about, I'm telling him all about his wife. Yo, she be freaking yep. me at work, bro. Freaking me at work, bro. That's absolutely what I'm gonna tell him. I ain't got no reason to lie to you, bro. I don't care about no you reason. or her. She be over here. She be over here doing wild shit to me at work. <laughs> wild shit to me at work. She be groping me at work, bro. I'm a man mean. like you, B. I'm not gonna tell a woman to stop groping me if I like it. Right. <laughs> right. Nah, she was just old, uncomfortable to be around. I try to make her feel, you know, better one day. And she was like, "Why is it men are always trying to tell women how to feel?" And I'm like, "Whoa." <laughs> You were just having a bad day. I told you to cheer Bro, up. Bro, time get out. The Wait day. a minute. Let's talk about that for a quick second. Like, I understand, like, you know, women have gone through, like, traumas and stuff like that when it comes to men. But, like, one thing that I do not like and I do not appreciate is, like, when we are all, like, boxed into the same box. It's like, yo, like, just because this man did you like that and this man did you like that does not mean that I'm going to do you like that. Yeah, I'm going to do you like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> these, these type of dudes that, like, dudes like that, like, they use shit that um actual like gentlemen would use to get what they want right oh, you, you know what are, i mean you guys are giving shit away for next week nah we just pre-gaming nah yo there's this plenty of stuff we, we gonna talk about next week yeah facts we got a lot plenty to talk about with rogue next that week relationships oh, is, that's a big topic word man that's a big but, topic that might, yeah, that I that might have to be that might have to be yeah might have to be another one two or three parties but I know, I know yeah. we got the guest in, right? The guest is about to drop, man. Yeah, yes, so sir. We got to get to this music we break. To, we're we going to go to a music break. So we're going to play three of his music videos that Let's I pulled from, from, you know, the tube of you.
let y'all marinate on that. I have to let y'all Nah, that was awesome tea right there. Word. 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 Thank you, man. The one and only. Yeah, I loved it. Westchester. The one, the only. Westchester, New York. Mr. Akil Ali, everyone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Can you guys see me? It's a little dark. Uh, It's a little dark, but, but we can make you out. I, I appreciate you. I, I was in a studio session. A random one, my boy needed me, so I came. I'm like, yo, I got an interview at Don. He's like, nah, just knock it out. So I'm on my way home. I live right up the street, but I'm going to make it. I'll make sure you guys can hear me, and, I'll, and I'm going to get some light in two seconds. So how are you, though? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, um, I'm, I'm back in New York for a bit. You know, um, I'm just taking it easy, you know, just uh, keeping everything going. And so I, I got a show in Pittsburgh uh, Saturday. Oh, oh, dope, dope, dope. How you guys doing? We're doing. Hey, good. man, listen, I got lifted after that. That was fire. That's a fault, Yo, man. Thank for you, man. I appreciate yeah, so, y'all. So, you don't, you don't hear, you don't hear shit like that no more, man. Really, yeah, yeah, to make that type of music. Yeah, they scared yeah, that yeah, bar with the shrimp tempura. I got shrimp tempura in your sushi roll. I was like, oh no. Using poetic terms out here. It's like the be- the best way I could dress it up, right? Without blatantly just right. saying it. Like, Nah, yeah, that was, that was fire. Yeah. Nah, I appreciate you, man. I met Akila Lee at S Rock's um, Five or Five Thousand Experience concert a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Was, ooh. Okay. It was very like J Cole, like the experience was like well, be, not to, like it was the lineup alone. It was him, it was Coney, it was Rock. It was like a really different experience, like as a fan. Oh, you mean it was a real rap concert? It was a real rap concert, yes. No, that five or five thousand was different. It was it was a dope experience being there. It it really was. Monk, you missed it on the twenty fifth though, bro. Whenever they got the you already know I'm popping out because being there, no, it's a whole different energy, a whole different vibe, bro. Like, sweat, you got to pop out. You know, Mikey, you definitely got to pull up and everything. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah no, nah, I definitely got to pull up to the next one. But King, though, yeah. like, I, I guess I, I got to ask the mad obvious question, though. It's like, yo, like, who, who, who's your inspiration? Um, as far as like artists, like, uh, yeah, like yeah, artist Um, but like, okay, so can. artists, but well, okay, so artists, but then also like. What 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 also influences like your lyrics and your choices of words? Right. Well, um, I first got introduced to like hip hop like young. My stepfather, he did like fourteen years in jail, so he would send me all his tapes. He was from Queens, so the first you know just the hip hop I got was all rappers who are like very articulate, mm-hmm. you know, like um, Rakim, you know, uh, Black Thought, KRS One. Um, he was older, so he was putting me on to a lot of a lot of older cats. So, you know, people used to always say I had an old soul. So I came into music kind of knowing, like, this is kind of how I wanted to make music. I wanted to be, I wanted to look up words. I wanted people to look up my words. Um, like how Nas, you know, Nas also used to make me do, like, he. Was, I remember nonchalant was one of the first words I looked up at, like, eight years old, because he said something about moving nonchalant. I'm like, what the hell does nonchalant leave me? Like, and I always wanted to give that effect, you know, to people. So, you know, Black Thought, Nas. Um, and then the way I grew up, you know, I grew up in the, the mid 80s, you know, early 90s. 
Uh, um, you know, I seen a lot and, uh, you know, music became like a gateway for me to be able to express myself. You know, I played pro football, you know, college football. I traveled the world. So I felt like I had a lot to write about. I felt mm. like uh, there's a lot of artists who lie. You know, they perpetuate like a certain life. They know there's a lot of different things. You know what I mean? So I felt like I wanted to just be one of the artists who's not scared to be vulnerable. And, uh, you know, what talk about what's I was about to ask that. I was about to ask that. I played a, I played a, I played a, I was a kick returner. I played DB and receiver. Lit. I played both. Kind of. okay. Yeah, I went to I went to pit with uh, Darrell Revis and uh, Lashawn McCoy. Those my those my brothers. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Damn, that's fire though. Know. Now nah, I could definitely hear. I can hear Rock Kim. I can hear Nas. I could definitely hear Black Thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. For real. My heavy. favorite rapper is Method Man. Truthfully, that's why. That I didn't even mention. You kind of sound like him. You kind of sound like him. Yeah. So when you said when you said Dave East in the chat. I was in my head. I was like, "Nah, he sound more like Method Man for real, for real." Nah, yeah, that's like, like, like yeah, I caught that. My guy, I definitely caught that. It's just that lyricism, you know, that, that you, you put it out there in a way that you storytelling at the same time. That's why I came up with right, the right. reference. You know, it's just like you have right. a way of telling your story. You know, it's very poetic, and you know, you have to look up your words. You know, some of the words, you, if you don't know them, right. you be like, right, I need a dictionary. I need to go online and Google this real quick because <laughs> I, I, I understand what he's trying to yeah. say, but right. And it's natural too. How, how do you feel about that though? We say, like, how do you feel about that? Like that whole aspect, because you know I've had people they'll, they'll tell, say like, yo, like if you're gonna write lyrics, like try to keep them very blatant, pretty true to what you're trying to say. But you know, when you bring it into that poetic, like, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you think that that adds um, to your music? I try to adjust, man. I know like some rappers can be stubborn. Um, I do understand like there's two lanes of music. You got your mainstream, you got your underground, you got your hip hop lane. Um, I do know in certain certain lanes, people like you to dumb down your lyrics. Um, so that was something I had to learn, you know. Um, but then I also know, like, you know, the, the atmosphere of what's going on now. And, you know, people want to hear things that, they're, that they can relate to, you know. And people are more intelligent than what people give people credit for. So, you know, I try to not say that I try to make music for everybody. But it's more like I know that like, there's some people who really look for the lyrics. Like They're going to break down every lyric. They're going to break down every bar. Mm -hmm. You know, double entendre, metaphor, simile. They're going to look for all those things. And there's some people who are just looking for a good beat and they want to move. And then, you know, the lyrics can be hidden. So um, I, I, I try to do everything, man. Um, but I also do take pride in, you know, just, you know, being a little bit articulate because that's what hip hop means, you know. Hip means being hip. And, you know, when you're hip, that means you kind of, you know what's going on and the hop was just the bounce that came from it you know so that's really where hip-hop you know kind of was predicated off of so i really try to keep it organic and to the essence with a new flavor like a new new little essence to it nah you definitely do it all of that bro that's a fact, that's a fact. Nah, thank you man i know you said you was in the studio what's the studio session like with a kill ali a studio session with me is um i try to you know what um i try to create a safe space now i call two or three people that i rock with um sometimes depending on i may want to create a networking session for people i may call like a videographer a couple other artists some beat makers you know depending on my mood and what i'm trying to create depends on you know how the session is going to be but if i'm with another artist doing a feature i just try to be cool man I try to be myself you know have some good weed here you know um maybe some champagne always want to eat you want to eat i treat it like football man it's almost like i come here with my essentials you know, I even try to make sure the engineer is good. Yeah. And, you know, we just we just vibe out. 
Right. And we just vibe out. So that I, I try to just keep it positive. I try to be a good influence on other artists too. I try to show like, yo, you can really cook up organically and not have to do none of that funny stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Facts. Oh, uh, who you who you working with right now? If you don't mind me asking. Oh no, nah, it's cool. I'm at, I'm working with a legend, man. I'm actually uh my boy I'm I'm next to his name is DJ Mighty. Uh he's a young, he's a young uh DJ artist, actor from Mount Vernon. Um he was cool, he was co-signed by DJ Cool Herc. Um Lit. you know, put under the wing. So he's a young king who has his own brand, does his own clothes, and been doing it since he was like 14, 15, then so he's like in his mid-20s now. And uh he uh he threw me like he's coming out with an album a little bit later so i just wanted to knock out a verse for him he's my young boy but he's, he's like he's a grown man though he does, he's, he's out here doing a lot of great things nah that's facts big ups to him man yeah yeah dj mighty look him up man he, he's doing a lot of a lot of dope things dj mighty facts facts all right so you, you, you all got it katie what do you look for when you collab with somebody um now i when i first i just was just like okay you cool we cool let's just try to create something um now it's more if you're an artist and i feel like you're not working if you're not really active you're not consistent i'm gonna charge you you know i'm gonna charge you for I'm, I, I usually charge you know what i mean um but usually what i look for is just like somebody to compliment my style you know um but i also like to branch off you know what i mean so i look for the relationship it's real big for me um, I like to have relationships with artists if I can. Um, and then um, just, you know, just trying to, I look for uh, just someone who's really taking it serious, for real, for real, you know, someone who's really got their business together. So like, if we do do a song, we can do something with it, you know, someone with a good work ethic. So I kind of look for those things in character, you know, I don't judge too much, but you know, I want to be around good energy when I'm, you know, creating. Because early on, you can create music with people you don't even talk to anymore. Cause you know this music stuff is a little tricky. Facts. Yeah. So so being so being that you like grew up in, in Mount Vernon. Oh, did you did you grow up in Mount Vernon? You grew up in Mount Vernon, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I was born in New Rochelle, New York, and then I, I moved to Mount Vernon when I was like ten. So yeah, yep. I, I basically was you know. All right. So you basically, here. you basically like uh, Mount Vernon and, and Yonkers is like cousins, basically. Like yeah, like, yeah, almost that's, like yeah, that's each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's so right, like, do you, do you do you fuck with a lot of uh uh Yonkers uh artists and shit? And had did yeah, I mean, you you hip hop, we could we could tell that, but like, how did how did uh X like did he influence you in any kind of way or like give you any type of inspiration as an artist? Oh, yeah, because uh, like during that whole 96, 98, 99 movement, I was around DMX a lot, you know, as a kid. Um, so that was the first inspiration all the way up until, you know, he passed away. Um, I have, you know, friends, you know, I know D and Y, you know, cause they're right there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, DMX just understanding his grind. Cause you know, we really understand it. He used to always be in Mount Vernon too. So mm -hmm. yeah. Ready? Yeah. So he used to always be in Mount Vernon. So, you know, DMX, Styles P, Jada Kiss, all those guys are really like, like family, family. So, you know, his work ethic, pulling up in the dirt bike and all those other things were real big on like you know the influence on me because i've always wanted to do music but i was playing football first so mm. i i feel like i was able to, you know oh oh we just lost him they got me on the big screen what up people what's good <laughs> <laughs> all right so mikey how, how did how did x influence you man 
Yo, listen, like he was saying, yo, I re- I'll never forget, bro. I'm um, 98, 99. I'm what? 15, 14, 15. Yo, that summer was wild. Wild crazy. Wasn't no car you couldn't go. It wasn't no big, no uh, X song playing, bro. That whole That's summer. Right. Hey, how you doing? What's up? I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, y'all, y'all can hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Yes, sir. Y'all can hear me? Yeah, we can. Yes, I don't know what happened. I don't know, I don't know if it kicked. Did it kick me? Yeah. All right, my fault. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going first and getting into my car right now. Um, what, what was we at again, guys? We're talking uh, about X. X. Yes. Um, yeah, the whole Rough Riders movement was real big because it was like, you know, growing up in New York, it's almost like it's easy act. Oh, they don't want him to tell his story. You heard it? <laughs> <laughs> they don't want him to tell his story, man. They keep kicking the guy off. Yo, but they did that with, yo, they did that with, with Sparrow, too. The ABC hoes, we're trying to get in. Tag, you're it. <laughs> I don't know why I keep. I don't know why I keep. I'm um, cutting me. Um, it might be your Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, the connection Unless probably out of the Wi-Fi inside here. Because you're moving. Well, so I'm literally trying like, to hit. I'm literally like two minutes from my house. Are we? Are we on like a certain time schedule? I mean, we're still live, but yeah. Oh shit. I'm sorry guys, man. It's all good. Alright, this is a day right, this is a day in the life. Good now. Okay, yeah, we good, we good. We good, we can hear you. Mm-hmm. We good? Yeah, yeah. we good, we good. We good. Yeah. Alright. Alright, so um, you know, growing up with the Rough Riders. You know, it was, it was very motivating for me. I always wanted to do music, but football was always working for me. But just being able to have easy access, be able to walk in the Rough Rider studio and to actually see these guys was big. It was like, it was like for me, I always felt like I had like a little edge over certain areas and places. That's a copy. So what's, what's coming up next? Like, you, you, are you working on something right now? Like, you working on an EP, mixtape, album? What's going on? Yeah, man. What I what I've been doing is um I, I put I got a couple projects in tuck. Um, I'm I really started being careful with just um throwing out projects because you really want more marketing. Um, you don't want your music to kind of fall on deaf ears. I mean, I have a pretty good buzz, but when you study your own numbers, you want to make sure that you always grow. So I have That's... a couple albums in tuck. I'm gonna drop one album before the year ends on eleven eleven at eleven eleven. So it's eleven eleven all the way across. Man. And then um I got some features with some dope artists. Um some 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 artists further along than me and um i'm gonna try to hit the ground running next year from the top of the year all the way down um so basically what i've been doing is just getting more smarter with my releases and my music and um and structuring everything it's just becoming more organized so i think i'm in that stage right now where i'm just going to finish the year strong and then um next year i got a project i'm gonna drop with this dude named ynx i'm not sure if you guys are familiar uh he's from buffalo but his name is ynx so we got a project, and then I, cut, I got a, me and Planet Asia. I'm not sure if you guys know who Planet Asia is. Um, she was on your Dirty Spirits project. Huh? She was on your Dirty Spirits project that you just released. 
Uh, you said Dirty Spirits? Yeah, she was on Dirty Spirits. Yeah, Dirty Yeah, Dirty Spirits is out is um that's on um that's out on all platforms. Um I got vinyls coming to physicals and um coming out. And I dropped that last year on eleven eleven. So that's like my little date. Oh yeah, that's, that's that portal date. Yeah, mm -hmm. man, you know, eleven eleven. So um Scorpio. I feel shit. like I feel like, you know, I want, I, I wanted people to grow with me, so I made a lot of music. And I know a lot of guys, you know, just throw out their music, but I feel like you just got to move in your own timing. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm moving to my own timing as far as uh, the way I want people to grow with me. So, you know, I got I got some stuff, man. You know, I do the samples, and then um, I got some all type of different type of beats from Pete Rock, all type of, like, real, like, other different producers. So that's basically where I'm at, like, you know. Getting Facts. the production from the guys that I looked up to, so that's what's really like new for me. Really, nice. It'd be fire to hear you on the Just Blaze track, yo. Man, that would be that'd be fire. Yeah. Uh, either Just Blaze or Knife Wonder track, bro. Yeah, fact. Yo, Knife Wonder, he just did um, he just did a whole album with my boy Mussolini. Mussolini's actually on my album. Oh, that's and, fire. Um, so basically what's happening now is, you know, a lot of producers are like diving into the underground because, you know, we, we, we're making that music for the climate that's right now. So mm -hmm. the mainstream, like Benny the Butcher and all of them, they, they kind of link the mainstream with the underground now. So now it's, it's, there's really almost like no, no separation now because at one point the labels were making sure that a lot of guys wasn't coming out. So we, in our lane, we was doing vinyls and physicals and, and still streaming. So you're starting to see a lot of guys, you know, make music with a lot of, like, you know, the Griselda guys and, like, Lord Mob and a lot of different other, you know, uh, camps. You know, everybody's kind of just making it work. Yeah, everything's small. No, that's facts. Um, if, I mean, do, so do you, would you rather stay independent or are you even, like, looking to get signed or anything like that? Or are you just looking for, like, distribution? Um, yeah, I probably stay independent forever, man. But I would, um... Feel that. I, you definitely want to do distribution where certain you know, labels give you distribution and you always want to get some type of help. Um, but like, you know, I really believe in myself enough and because I'm not really in a rush, like I'm not really looking for fame or nothing like that. I really love the art. Um, I don't do good with collectives unless it's like a certain way. So I, I learned that, you know, so I just really want to be one of those artists where I just kind of make timeless music. You know, I let the universe do what it do. Um, and I just not, I just thought it's, I'm real big on energy. So, you know, I'm just going to just take my time with it and just grow. And I think my, the people who listen to me and the people who's grown with me, they're going to understand that and respect it. Cause they understand that this music business can be, it's like devilish, Facts. you know? So I okay. try to be like the people's champ. I'm, I'm really for the people. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. I know you, I know you say you, you want to stay independent and stuff like that, but if you had to choose a label to be a part of, what label would it be? Oh, Dreamville. Lit. Fucking Dreamville. lit. You know what's crazy? My boy, Barry Hefner, Barry Guevara, he's uh, J.I.D.'s and J. Cole. Well, not J. Cole's manager. J.I.D. and 21 Savage. He manages those guys. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. I mean, Yo, I, I would, I, you know, I mean, I would, I mean, you know, like, like a right, you know, I would sign. I mean, I'm not like oblivious to it. Like, I wouldn't, but meaning like, I know. At my age and where I'm at now, I know I'm going to really have to do it alone for a little bit. You know, um, you mm -hmm. got to make some more noise and, you know, just keep staying consistent. You know, I, I feel like as an artist, you just got to stay consistent. 
Um, but then you're gonna make the connections that you need to make. You know, you just gotta stay consistent and just be smart with it. Facts. And just listen to people who came before you. That mean what? Um, I, yeah. I, if if you can, I mean, you 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 seem like you you know how to like work your way into a room and whatnot. Um, I don't have very much pull with this person, but you should try to get in contact with this producer named K Quick. Like click and press. Where's he from? He's from uh I don't really know where he's from, but he he does a lot of work out of Brooklyn. Um, but he okay. he okay. he's produced for Cole and he's produced for like uh uh Alexis Alexis Alessa Cara and stuff like that. But like Alessia Cara, Alessia yeah, Cara. like it's his the group is called Click and Press. Like they they them boys is nice, but I know that they work a lot with Cole. Like they got, I think they just got a, a plaque from from Dreamville and shit like that, and they wrote a couple of joints on on not wrote but like produced a couple of joints on um Dreamville. Right, right. Yeah. Nah, that's that. That'd be that'd be, and that's basically where I'm at. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just enjoying, like that stuff that I love about hip hop. You know, like getting put on a new production, um, and just leaving it there. You know, and usually you know, yeah. so crazy. I'll inbox people on Instagram and they usually always answer me. You know, I really like, you know, people, even though I'm not, I don't got like, you know, 20K people, you know, I'm like around like 10K, almost like 9K. I don't really care about the numbers, but you know, it's kind of big in, 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 in some worlds, you know, how we yeah. it. You know, so that's the trash part. I think that shit trash, but, you yeah. know, like, like, honestly, like, you know, real speak for itself. So, like, I feel like an artist like yourself, like, definitely. Can easily work their way into a room like that, man. Nah, for sure. And the thing is, too, I know, I know. The thing is, I know a lot of people in the industry, and I help a lot of artists. A lot of artists want me to manage them. It'd be weird. It's like people be like, "Man, I, I never want you to stop making music." But you know, I'm like good at like developing artists. You know, I get people to believe in themselves. You know, so I really became an artist really at Mount Vernon because I have there's a lot of talent here, like Capella Gray. You know, Quentin mm -hmm. Gilmore. We got a lot of talent here, and they were all young, doing their thing. And um, I just wanted to be—I was a little bit older. I just wanted to be like a guy, just to kind of push. You know, um, they were saying we had a black cloud in Mount Vernon, and nobody had really had, had really pushed out. So, you know, watching Capella Gray and a lot of other guys from my town, you know, we got a lot of beautiful things happening in the city. So, it's a—it's a great energy happening over here. Nah, that's facts. Yeah, is 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 there is there a future collab with y'all too? Me and Capella? Yeah. You know what's so crazy? That's really like my little brother. Um I was talking to him today. Um that's not my brother. I was talking to him today. Um he just wrote a status right on Facebook. He was like, yo, he had told people like, yo, I've been wanting to do music with y'all. Y'all ain't want to do music with me. Y'all ain't believe that. But he wasn't talking to me. He was kind of just talking to people. And he was like, yo, feature right now is 50k. But I know the reason why I never did a song with him before is because I felt like I had to get better as an artist. I always kind of put him on that pedestal. I always treated him the way, he, like, he'd been to, I always told him he was going to make it because he was always working hard and he he always had it. So I definitely know there's going to be a, a feature and we're going to do something in the future. All I got to do, do personally is just keep cooking and just make mm. it make sense. And he'll, and he'll yeah. definitely, I know for sure he'll give me a feature. He probably wouldn't even charge me. Fire. That'd be a fire-ass collabo. I'm telling you, yeah, man, we, we supposed to, like, he used to record in my house, you know, um, and um, 
and, and and what it was is that at that time, right, I was really on my conscious, like really like I'm talking about every bar was, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Capella was making music music. So now where I'm at now is I'm understanding how to make like I can get I could turn to Bryce and tell in a minute. I sing too. You know, oh, so shit. like I, I just really wanna just grow as an artist and just get it all together. Let me hear something. <laughs> this show is dope, man. I didn't know it was like this, man. Hey, man. Yeah, we be chilling, bro. We be chilling. All right, man. I should have knew K because you be after stuff. <laughs> I should have known. I'm sorry. I lost you for a second. So you should have known the show is like this. Yeah, she said she was real detailed when I was out there. She was like, yo, you got your cameraman? I said, man, he couldn't make it. So I got you. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I Mikey, you remember when I told you I was recording for like a good hour and a half? Yeah. That night. Oh, okay, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember that night. I was also the candy girl because I was telling people to get tools for me. Shit, man. Um what um how how did you become so conscious like with your music and stuff? Because you know, I hear you drop a lot about like the retrograde and and you know you have your your eleven eleven day like release. Like what 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 introduced you to all the or your your conscious thoughts and stuff like that? Um well I grew up, you know, my, my, my uncle's number like five percenters. Like during wow. the early nineties, a lot of men would go to jail. And they would read a lot and they would come home, you know, with a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of knowledge. And you know, we were taught, you know, but I was taught spirituality real young. I kind of understood religion, you know, pretty all the different religions pretty young. So um from from my readings and the things that I studied, you know, I went vegan like maybe like nine years ago, ten years ago for a bit. And um I think that was like the, that thing just started opening up like a portal in my mind. I think we all have it too, all of us. Cause you know, we yeah. wake up with ideas and stuff, you know. So I um I started studying Dr. Sebi. I started eating a lot of stuff. And I was just really just reading a lot. And I think when you read a lot, you know, you're going to get a lot of words. It's going to be your subconscious. Um, mm -hmm. And when it becomes like a natural habit, it became a point where that's what I, all I was really rapping about. Because I, I just wanted to rap about love and, you know, just like raising to your highest vibration. Because that was the things I was really studying and stuff like that. So what I learned now is I'll sprinkle it in there. But mm -hmm. I try not to make my rhymes too much of it. Like, I call it going Zelda. So like Dirty Spirits, mm. I didn't go Zelda. Only like maybe two songs is where you may hear me like, you know, throw it in there and stuff like that. But I, I'm going to always do it because I feel like people need to hear it. And they need to hear it in a way that it could be articulated to where they kind of understand it. Even if they don't know what it is, but the way I'll use it, they'll probably like catch on. Like, I see what he means. You know, I can see what he's talking about. That's what copy. Have you, what have you learned about yourself through this journey, you know, going from being a football player to being an artist? You know, and the growth that you've made over the last few years. Um, what does that taught you about yourself? Um, one th one thing I learned about my life is that um, I'm very resilient. Um, going through you know all the things that I've been through from young, um, all the way up until now. Um, football kind of kept me away from music, but football teaches you how to be very like strong-minded. I want to say in a sense, it teaches you how to compartmentalize your emotions. And um, I think that once football ended, 
it allowed me to uncompartmentalize them and then really express them. So I just became very expressive. So um, it taught me that, you know, it taught me that uh, I could adjust. You know, um, you have to recreate yourself. You know, I was a football star 10 years ago, and that kind of starts to dwindle down, you know what I mean, in a sense. So you have to recreate yourself. So I think all of those things and trials and tribulations and successes and things and, and, um, and failures kind of came, uh, taught me that, uh, you know, that I can adjust. Mm. Fuego. Fucking Fuego. Um, I'm interested in like some of the books that you was reading, like what you was reading up on, like to help you with your consciousness. Um, I was reading, uh, I actually, I'll send you a link too. I have like, like I have 144 PDFs. Um, but when I was reading like the Epics of Gilgamesh, the Epics of Gilgamesh mm. is basically where the Bible was uh, kind of inspired from. If you read the Epics mm. of Gilgamesh, it was written like 9,000 years before the Bible. Mm. Um, the Book of Enoch is a great book. Um, the Book of Enoch. Um, the Book of the Dead, which is by the Egyptians. You know what I mean? Which all, the, and it, all these books are kind of similar, but they all kind of correspond. And what, what it teaches you, what, basically what I learned from all these books is spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. People are scared of spirituality. I'm sorry, hold on. People are scared of spirituality because when people do teach it, they make it so mysterious. And, um, you know, spirituality is just basically, you know, like religion teaches you about God. Spirituality right. teaches you how to become one. You know, all of us, I don't care what color you are, we're all created in the image and likeness of God, right? So if we're mm -hmm. all created in the image and likeness of God, what do we call our kids? We know when we have kids, we're like, that's a little mini me, you know? So we mm -hmm. all have the same power of God. It might not be as strong, but we all have the gift to think and create things into fruition. The definition of God is anybody in specific control of creation. And we mm -hmm. all have the power to do that shit. So, you know, so like the book teaches you like, you know, then about eating, you know, um, how chlorophyll and plants cleans our blood. So when our blood is clean, it can also help raise our serotonin levels. Serotonin helps you with, you know, depression and makes you feel good. So when your serotonin levels is high, we have an oil that we secrete over our eyes. You know, our eyes are like projectors, you know. Yeah. So if we're dealing if we're dealing with our higher self and we're eating right and we're feeling good, then the oil that comes from our third eye, I know you hear people talk about your third eye and your yeah, yeah. it'll secrete a nice serotonin that goes over your eyes, which is why you'll see people who are always in a happy state for the most part. Because mm. that's what their perception of life is. And then when someone is dealing with depression, you know, they may be lacking serotonin or whatever's happened to it. It could be the weather. It could be depression. It could be whatever thoughts. They're going to have a negative aspect of, of, of oil that's going to come over their eyes, which keeps people in that lower vibrational state of despair, you know, resentment, jealousy, and things like that. Some of us can control it. Some of us can't. You know, some people have chemical imbalances. Some of us just don't know how to maneuver it and balance it. You know, we're, some of us have never taught that shit. Mm. You know, so I don't know everything, but I just became more curious. And when you become more curious about yourself, you're going to start finding out shit. You're going to find it. Like, God's going to start throwing that shit at you. Like, because you're curious. You know, so it's going to come. 100%. Word. As long as you're looking for it, it'll pop up. You know, God's going to throw that into your, into your book, no matter what. You know, you want to yeah. know more about that? He's like, all right, I got you. He's like, let me yeah, show this scenario in your life. You be, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. You're going to be on the plane and someone going to throw something out there. And you're like, huh? And then you're going, and that's what. How you know about that? Happen. Yeah, yep. exactly. Popping up happened. like Facebook ads. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, exactly I, I, I was thinking about that. Like, as soon as you hang up this, it's gonna be. Have you found God? 
<laughs> right, right. <laughs> the shit is always listening. It's actually funny because I was I was talking to a friend I think yesterday, and she was like expressing like you know how she's like in this in this in this mindset of like you know like not really feeling like worthy or whatever or like right. just kind of like in that depressive kind of state or whatever. Right. And then, but she also acknowledged like why, and I was like, well, you you. I, subconsciously you literally just admit it to the universe like why you're not moving in the direction you need to be moving in and why you're not thinking in the direction you need to be thinking in and right. the fact that you just said that out loud the universe heard that right. and now it's like now it's going to throw you it's going to throw you obstacles it's going to throw you courses it's going to throw you tests right. to make sure that you, you understand do it that. more and don't do it right because she basically knows it but like you said um the universe has a way of or god has a way of um, maneuvering the world to make sure you learn from this shit, like in a mm -hmm. weird way, like so you don't do it again. Exactly. Word. And the more you choose to ignore it, the more shit you go through. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's why a lot of you know, a lot of people, people lacking confidence right now. You know, it's just natural because that's what America is. It's predicated mm -hmm. to make you lack. That's what they make money off of the fear of I'm not I'm not good enough or I don't look good enough. You know, it's perpetuated through the media. So that's why I always try to keep people in a good state because that's why there's a lot of jealousy, you know, and all that stuff mm -hmm. predicates from the way that people feel. Mm -hmm. So then you got people who are winning, and then when people are winning, they're very boastful. So right. it just it doesn't make people feel good. You know what I mean? So people will, will create jealous people and then get mad that they have them. It bugs me out all the time. There's yeah. a good book I think y'all should read too. It's called Discourse on Inequality. It's by uh, the author is named Jean-Jacques Rousseau. And it talks about, you know, the inequality in between social classes and class systems. Uh, it was written back in the 1700s, and his writings, his original manuscripts, were actually banned from reading. The, uh, the book oh, yeah, is written off of notes yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, it's crazy to even look right. at something from 1700s talking about, yo, like, you're going to be so caught up in certain things, you know, your life, that you forget that the most basic necessities of life, you know, just food, water... And just sun and that's it like you can be content with just those three things but because of the way we feed our societies and our civilizations we're like oh i need more i need a bugatti like for what what is that going to do for you what is that going right. to do differently than a, Honda? You a headache you know it's the <laughs> same concept yeah it can give you a headache you got you got maintenance money you got repair money you got tire money you got transmission money you got like it's, it's so much other factors people forget about that you're like be content with what you have that's why they always say the more money more problem you know oh for sure I really, I, we always talk about this, but by now, after everything we've been through over the last year and a half, it wouldn't it make you more self-aware of yourself and the things you need, not on a, on a physical level, but more on a spiritual level? Because monks could testify, how I am now is not who I was back in 2019, 2018. You know, Akilali is definitely probably not the same person he was back in 2019. Right. You know, but you still have people that are just so goddamn stupid enough to still be so selfish and so reckless with their money, their time, that they don't see the overall picture. Like, we still have people that are so fucking like. The old ways of working of constantly putting content out without a purpose, without a reason for it. You know, he Akil put out his project eleven eleven last year. Look, he's doing it again. You see, type of 
rollout format. Is that something like a lot of people are lacking nowadays? Right. Yep. Yeah, facts. It's it's funny. Like I I think it's a thing. It's and it's been like a theme lately. But it's literally just falling down to the 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 thing of choice. Like 2020 for me was like 2020 was the perfect year to go into and, and to go into um, lockdown because it, right. it, it you know what I'm saying like it it legit it made you focus on you like the good and the bad like if you if you was if you was like having like poor decisions like up until 2020 2020 made you realize shit I've been making poor decisions and now you coming out of it we kind of like getting back out in the world if you're still making these decisions. Then that's just that's not even now you're not even naive or ignorant anymore. Now you're just strictly just being you're, you're deliberately making a choice not to advance and being not to yeah. exactly like not you're, you're choosing these things now. Right. Like I, I I I always think I always I'm always actually very thankful for uh like lockdown and the whole 2020 because it was like it really it really brought everything to the surface and now it's like. I mean, it's gonna take you. Think about it. Like, however old you are, like I'm pretty sure we're clear. We're, all of us on on here is clear over like 20, at least 20 years of age, right? Alone, right? So now you have 20 years of downloading from the your experiences. So now 2020, 2020 comes, and now all of the, all of the the good and the bad is pushed to the surface. And now it's up to you to decipher through that. You're not gonna get through that in a year. Like again, you have twenty years of makeup, so now it's like you're gonna have to spend a couple of uh, spend a couple of years, like maybe one or two, maybe three, maybe fucking five, to decipher from all that shit to get to get you to a, a higher elevated state of thinking and being. Right, kind of like what how, how like Ali is like. I don't, I don't know him from a hole in wall, but I want sit I want to sit with homie for like at least two hours, just like picking his brain on shit. You know what I mean? Like because that's some because him coming in him coming in. Him, I was doing this interview right now, and I'm speaking from a personal place. Him coming into this interview right now is like speaking like volumes of like life to me right now. Like just That's where, wild, just how if you know what I'm saying, like just where it fell at the energy and, and shit. And my yeah. yeah, where it fell at in my life in this particular day. You know what I mean? Like where I have been having crazy, like not crazy conversations, but certain conversations lately. I even had to hit up um, my priest. Uh, two days ago, I was like, "Yo, can you just say a prayer for me for X, Y, Z, X, Y, and Z?" One of those was like for purpose, and it was just like now, two days later, I'm on, I'm on a call with, with, with big homie right here, and he's speaking shit to like questions that I already had. So it's like it's it's a conscious, it's it's right. a simple conscious choice. Since Trump told you, it's crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. It's a simple conscious the universe choice. Universe will like, put you where you need to be at, bro. Exactly. Always or it'll slap the shit out of you, like until right. you get the right. message. And it still put you where you need to be. Facts. Because yeah, it's all so much more. It, it will. What you say, Ali? In, in, in the yeah. old times, all the kings came together, and we reasoned. You know, we worked out things. We came up with family, um, like systems to 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 better our families, and that's what we did. We wanted everybody to win. So I read, I read up on those. I don't really study what's going on now as far as the future because nothing's new under the sun. I don't like how people do things now. They're unattached. So mm -hmm. I'm not so like the most high, get, we create our own perception, our own reality. So while things is moving fast, it really ain't because time doesn't really exist. So I slow all this shit down. And that's mm -hmm. how I'm able to just like not look at other artists and worry about what they're doing. Or if I see someone got their own blessings, it's like, that's for them. You know what I mean? Because we're in total control of everything. You know what I'm saying? So like, 
whatever I want, I just ask for it. Like I meditate and mm -hmm. pray. You know, meditation mm -hmm. is manifesting and praying is asking. You got to do both. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I do Facts. both. Yeah. yeah, and even if you see somebody that is blessed, like if you're in the vicinity of that, what makes what makes you think that you're not gonna receive a like receive. a drip mm -hmm. or like receive some type of residue for that? You there for a reason. Right. Like my my homegirl was telling me, she was like, you know, I feel like you're on this you're on this ladder of growth, and like I'm just watching you grow, and I'm like, well, you got to think about it this way, like if you're watching me, if you're watching me on a the ladder, then you obviously have to be on that same ladder, right? Because it takes one to know one, like you got exactly to see it. Then that means you're you can see. You know what I mean, you're like, yeah, yeah, like they, each one of us. I feel I feel like each one of us are trailblazers in in one way or another. So it's like. For instance, like me meeting Monk, for example, like me and Monk have sat and had crazy conversations and we just met each other like all of a couple of months ago, maybe close to a year now. Right. And like, yep. it's it's one of those things was like, if if I'm in front of you or if you're in front of me, then we we clearly we're both on the same track and we're, we're going in the same, we're going in the right direction. You know what I mean? Like, and that's some, that's some shit that you always have to be conscious and grateful for. Like as long as you ain't as long as you right. ain't putting negativity out in the world and, and, and shit like that, then obviously you gotta be doing something right. Especially when you when you do something and you receive energy from it, like good energy, like it motivates you, it pushes you a certain way. That shit drain you, then that's obviously some shit that you don't need to be around. It's just right. that that right. shit does get a little shit that drains us and like that we consider quote unquote toxic as in our human body is just like, oh, that must be good. Right. Cause you're like you a know temptation. You, yeah. Cause you know what's real big on humans' problem, which was my problem. I still have, but I've got a little bit better. We care too much about certain things, like we have attachments. Mm. You know, like this this world is based off destruction, and what I mean by that is like the moment you're born, you're dying. You know what I mean? Mm. And everything that's under the sun is destructing. You know, the sun is hot. You know what I mean? So we're dying. You know what I mean? So, you know, even the Egyptians knew they practiced osmosis, which means they got ready for the spiritual world. So this world, the physical world, moves quick. I already know mm -hmm. what this shit is hitting for. I've seen many people live. I've seen many people die. So, so um, basically, it's like my perception has changed through going through things. And I think this is this has been my hardest year as an adult, but it's been a very good year still. But it's been one of my hardest years as an adult because the thing is, I had to, to go forward. You got to make sense of things. So you got to heal yourself. You got to forgive. Mm. And then you also got to look at things as they come. And then your perspective is what, so it's like, I'm at a point now where like I, I made the, the necessary adjustments to get away from certain people who I felt like were demonic or who were draining me or people who I felt like were trying to use me for, those are the hardest people to get rid of because they, they, some people can be narcissistic, manipulative. Once you're able to get rid of that in the karma, because a lot of us got karma that we may know, we may not know that girl whose heart she broke in ninth grade or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you know what I mean? An abortion. Mm -hmm. People like well, I'm just naming things, you know what I mean? So a lot of these things is people may not understand that they have karmic debt that they have to get rid of. So the best way to get rid of it is just changing, like becoming righteous. And righteous doesn't mean perfect, mm -hmm. it just means just trying to do right. That's all. Right. Trying to do better, trying to yeah. right, think right, do right to people to where you can sleep at night, to where you know that you're gonna be blessed and your manifestations is gonna come. I don't understand how people do so many people dirty and then in the back of their mind they really think they're gonna get blessed. Like it bugs me out. Like, it doesn't work that yeah, way. The nah. devil will bless you, though. The devil Easily. Will to, not the devil as a person, but the, 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 the negative energy. energy yeah. of that. The negative energy, yeah. You get it. You of, get shit momentarily. Money and, and stuff and chains and shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
to learn. Shit that binds to this world. That's a fact. Word, yeah. man. Gee, man. Yeah, it's great talking to you, man. It's great meeting you, That's dog. That's a fact. Listen, nah, I appreciate y'all, man, having me up I here, saying, I know I've been quiet, but I've been listening. I've been, I've been yeah, here so in it. I. I've been in it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the, it's, it's, it's not easy to have these types of conversations with people who aren't open to have them. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like I've been on, I've been on a, a, a spirituality thing. You know what I'm saying? So everything you're saying isn't foreign to me by far. Like. Like even sweat, just sweat being in, in that mindset, saying like, "Yo, I've had these questions and things like that." Like, yo, I remember feeling like I remember that feeling. Like, I remember like, "Yo, what the, the fuck am I doing? Like, what is going on? Like, what like right. just being stuck at a crossroads and shit, and just having just questions right. about everything and shit like that." So like, nah, it's definitely a dope way to 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 really get to know you as a person. Not nah, right. And, uh, Cause that's that really a really dope information you put out there for people who don't understand shit like law of attraction and, and stuff like that. You know, what and I'm Murphy's saying? law, and all divine that, numbers, yeah. and all of that. Like people don't people don't get how important that really is and how much that makes a difference in our lives. So, nah, definitely super dope. Nah, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Nah, no doubt, man. Katie, no, you look like you want to say something. Yeah. <laughs> We're reaching about that time too. Thank you so much, Han. Our, my final question that I have for all of our guests, without music, who would you be? I'd probably be uh, spending more time with kids. Um, I, was, I started my own nonprofit called Higher Realm, Speed and Agility Academy. So I train kids, you know, I get, I train them from like seven years old all the way up. Some of my kids are actually about to go pro. So I would just be um, probably spending more time with kids, motivational speaking, more things like that. But dope. music has always been dope. a big part. But if it was taken away, you know, like just say if I was like, you know what? I don't like music no more. I don't like the music business no more. I would just go right back in and just coaching and spending more time. Because the kids is where it's at. Those are the young yeah. warriors. You know what I mean? They believe, they're confident. I leave adults alone. Like adults, that's what I learned. Like adults, I don't force information on nobody who don't ask me for nothing when it comes to adults. Because, you know, some of us are indoctrinated in different ways, you know, some more than others. Mm -hmm. So I'm the person who speaks to all religions. I make sense of everything. Because I don't care what religion you are. You're still my brother, my sister. It's just you are part of a sect. And some of it is forced on people. You know what I mean? Some people are just born into things and some people have been doing things for years and years and years, and here I come with new information. I don't try to, you know, talk nobody out of nothing. So I just try to give everybody free will. You know what I mean? And um, just give information to drive them to themselves because the answers is really inside of us. It's, it's encoded in our DNA. You know what I'm Next. saying? Like, you're going to start to realize, like, any of you guys ever seen the movie The Last Dragon? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Huh? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You remember, that's my favorite movie. Now, remember, the whole real key of the movie was... Bruce Leroy was looking for this master the whole time. He was looking for this master, and his ma the Chinese guy was telling him the whole time, bro, it's in you, bro. Like, until you get confident, until you realize, you know, your inner self, because we don't get to know ourselves like that because we most of us like to help people outside of ourselves. So when we help people outside of ourselves, we're usually patient with them. Come on, believe in yourself. Let's go. But mm -hmm. when we deal with ourselves, it's like we want this perfection, right? Or we, we like very hard. So, like, 
people got you gotta you gotta treat that soul right you know what i mean um and then everything else will start that you gotta be selfish so you can be selfless if our mm -hmm. cup is empty and someone come to you and ask you for a sip of your your, your uh your um your, uh 1740 or whatever liquor 1742 what is it called 1942 1942 some shit yeah. yeah there ain't nothing in there right you got a full bottle everybody get drunk right everybody get right exactly yeah so that's all it exactly. is exactly Oh yeah. Damn, this is so dope, man. This look this look like man. man. You know it's right. I've been sleep since like like I want to say since like 2 33 o'clock. I like slept all the way up until seven. I realized why that was. I needed the energy for this interview, man. Because you're up and alert, right? You, everybody yeah, got you know what I'm saying? Day. Like I needed these downloads, so like appreciate it, man. 100 percent I appreciate y'all, man. Real shit, man. Because this is uh this is hip hop. This is what it's you know, there's no platform too big or too small, man. You do, you, you, we all growing. Next year we'll do an interview. Another year, we'll, I'm not gonna stop making music. So, you know, it's just, it's just, you just keep growing with people and traveling, and mm -hmm. you turn this shit to a lifestyle. You know, facts, facts, yeah. facts. 100%. Uh, all right. So around the room, where can we find you? Starting with our guest. Where can we find you at? I don't know where they can find you at. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Everybody, you can find me at um on uh, YouTube. I got a new YouTube channel that I, I I just wanted to start organically. I purposely, you know, started it over. Um, it's I kill Ali. My name I kill Ali A A Q I L space Ali. Um, my Twitter. You know, I, I'm into NFTs and things like that on my Twitter. You know, I have a lot of uh, they got the little spaces, uh, which is like a clubhouse thing. I'm on Twitter a lot, which is the same handle. Um, I kill Ali L. A A Q I L underscore A L I underscore E L. I kill Ali L. Uh, uh, um, my Instagram, um, I kill Ali L. A A Q I L underscore A L I underscore E L. And um, iTunes and everything else is um, I kill Ali by itself. A A Q I L space A L um, A L I. I kill Ali. So you, you can follow me on all those platforms. Don't. Lit. So, uh, Mikey. Okay, y'all can find me at bunch. underscore um, Heel Classic. And also follow me on TikTok and Instagram at The Grammar Jerk, where I post these Grammar Jerk videos. And I'm going to do one tomorrow that should be pretty fucking funny. So, y'all tune in for that. It's your home. It's your Ivy. We're actually going in order this time. So, me... <laughs> Um, you can find us everywhere at Rosalind. You can follow me at I am underscore and at KDK underscore photography XO. It's your boy DJ Sweat the Gentleman, spinning the ones and twos, giving the dope vibes to the entire world and the whole universe. Holla at me. My God. He gonna DJ the whole episode. Yo, did you yeah, always say that? That 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 that. that uh, nope, uh, nope, never did. That was first time. Okay. That was fire. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I gotta keep it. I gotta keep fire. it. I like that one. Yeah. Thank you, like thank you. I gotta keep that. Ah, <laughs> uh, we stepping it up over here. All right. Yeah. Right, listen, like I you trying to get on your vibe. You trying to get on your vibe. Been there the whole time. Right, man. I'm trying to get on my monk nah, status. Here we go, right here. This is why I gotta do it. Right here. This right here. So you guys already know the vibes. It is your boy, Sir Monk here. Thank you guys for tuning into Warzone. You know, with KDK, you know, you got the man DJ Sweat, Mr. Heel Classic, 
and Akil, Akil Ali for tuning in tonight. You know, awesome dope vibes today. But as I always like to say, keep that energy going, keep that momentum flowing, and let's get this ball rolling, guys. Have a blast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Swing gets a kick out of that every time, bro. Thanks, bro. Fucking <laughs> amazing. Yes, Monksgiving is tomorrow, and it's crazy Monk's because we're talking about the timing of life. <laughs> nah, Monksgiving. Oh, I'm still not sure. Because I got a game I should be playing, so I'm oh, like, oh, shit. <laughs> he said, "Wait, hold up, hold up, Thanksgiving." Oh shoot! I forgot. Nah, I'm, trust me, I'm waiting for Thanksgiving too. Trust me, I'm waiting for the some yams. I'm waiting for that good mac and cheese. For that oh shit! Oh man! But yeah, monks giving us tomorrow. Well, speaking yes, of food, wifey done cooked y'all. So I love y'all. Uh, I don't love y'all that much. I gotta man. go eat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nah, wifey cooking it. That's a, that's a whole prize right there. Remember, right. the goal for tomorrow is to get Monk's giving the 25. Okay, we will get Monk's giving the 25. Yes, ready. Heard. All right, y'all. All right, right man. I appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace and love, man. Appreciate Thank you, you right. King. All right. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you, brother. Bye, guys. All right.